Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Yes, I am here indeed. Uh, yes, you are here indeed, and uh, we're joining you here for uh, a very special episode of uh, Barnard's on the NBA, our 55th episode. And, uh, in this episode, we're going to be trying on a, a new format for, uh, for size, uh, focusing in on players who have worn the magic number, 55. Yes, I mean, I don't know if everybody comes, would consider that the magic number. Well, after this episode, surely uh, they'll, uh, they'll be on board. We're going to be talking about uh, NBA players who have worn 55 through the years, and we're going to be putting together a team, as we typically do on these episodes, uh, starting at center, followed by power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. Uh, we're going to begin this one by uh, starting at center with, uh, with the all-time 55er, the greatest of them all. Mills. Mount Mutombo. That's right, Mount Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo. Let's uh, talk about him. Yeah, I mean, interesting name at birth. I mean, Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah, I, I wouldn't advise you to try to uh, try to pr uh, pronounce uh, Mutombo's full name. I uh, went by Dikembe Mutombo throughout his career. Uh, yes. Mount Mutombo, as you said, and uh, let's talk about his credentials. Yeah, I mean, Hall of Famer, eight-time All-Star, two-time rebound champ, three-time block champ, three-time All-NBA, six-time All-Defensive, All-Rookie Team, great honor, and D four-time DPOY. I mean, I'm joining Ben Wallace as one of the only ones to um, put up four Defensive Player of the Years. Yeah, really uh, an incredible defensive force in the league. Uh, listed at 7'2", 245, uh, number four overall pick out of uh, Georgetown, of course, uh, in, in the 1991 draft. Of course, one of the uh, early, most prominent players to have come over from uh, from Africa and been a uh, been a huge success in the league. And uh, really just a, an incredible defensive presence, as you mentioned. I mean, a four-time defensive player of the year. And, uh, boy, I mean, you look at his uh, his stats across his uh, 100, or, excuse me, 1,196 regular season games. And, I mean, what, what jumps out to you? I mean, he could definitely score it. He can definitely personal foul it. He could definitely, um, he could definitely turn over it, and he can definitely block it, and he can definitely rebound it, and he could definitely do mostly everything. He could, I, I think, if he like, if he wanted to, like, kind of like Will, he could, um, he could put us on numbers. Yeah, that's that's absurd. I mean, he uh, <laughs> averaged uh, one assist per game for his uh, career. So I don't know that you could really say you could pass it. I mean, like, you know, not, not a big-time passer, but we're definitely bearing the lead when we're talking about Dikembe Mutombo. The guy was an incredible shot blocker and one of the most iconic shot blockers of all time between his style and his numbers. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, an incredible personal fouler. And, I mean, actually, I'm, I'm noticing, like, in a lot of different categories, it, like, dropped off about in this season, in, the, in 2000, basically, where he left the Hawks, like, a lot of his stats kind of dropped, like in that round. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, a, a guy who uh, notably uh, got a pretty late start in his NBA career. I mean, really not getting to the league until his age 25 season, so th that he managed to last as long as he did. Uh, quite an yeah. accomplishment. I mean, you know, given, uh, you know, his his size and, uh, and and his age. I mean, played until his age 42 season. I mean. Just a little bit down the end with the uh, with, with the Rockets in 2008, 2009. But, uh you know, as you mentioned, I mean, played almost 1,200 games in the uh, regular season in his career, and, and yeah, I mean, his production dropped off some after uh, after the first uh, 10 years or so of his career. But what a 10 years it was! I mean, in terms of uh, his production in the uh, rebounding and, and shot blocking departments, especially. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, led the league in rebound twice and three times in blocks, as I mentioned. And I mean, and look at those numbers. I mean, for the the league leads in blocks, I mean, we're talking about over four on a couple of occasions per game. Yeah, and I mean. 
I mean, he was getting up to um, 14.1 rebounds, too. Interesting that I think um, Clint Capella led the um, league in um, rebounds this season, actually. And, um, yeah, I mean, he led the league twice, just like Clint Capella has done this year. Yeah, I mean, I think more of a force than uh, than Clint Capella, though. I mean, uh, yes, a, a really, really big man. I mean, at 7'2". And uh, we got to mention, talking about Dikembe Mutombo, I mean, his, his, his signature move. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Mills uh, demonstrating his uh, classic finger wag here. If you're not familiar with that, uh, I mean, of course, you got to check out some uh, Dikembe Mutombo shot blocking yeah. highlights. He's got some some great stuff in that area. But before we move on from uh, Dikembe, the ultimate 55er, uh, worth mentioning, he wore 55 at every moment of his uh, storied career. Every team he played on made, made sure he had it. And uh, his placements on the all-time uh, leaderboards really, I mean, you know, Wor worth I mean, noting, yeah. second all-time in blocks. I mean, that's yeah. raw blocks all-time. Yeah, I mean, pretty impressive. And I mean, seventh in blocks per game. Fifth in block percentage. Yeah, I mean, 48th in games. 48th in games. As we mentioned, the guy didn't debut until he was in his age 25 season. So really, uh, the odds are stacked against you being up that high in the uh, games leaderboards at that point. But they're stacked against you in all these categories. I mean, 21st in total rebounds. Uh, 13th in offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds on the all-time leaderboards. 55th in win shares. I mean, you know, this guy was a big-time 55-er. Takemi uh, Matumbo representing the 5-5 uh, the with, uh, you know, with uh, in, in the best way throughout his entire career. And uh, in just uh, just over a month here, about to turn 55. So Takembe, uh, yeah. uh, full respect to, uh, to yeah. the ultimate 55-er. Also, if you're wondering why he likes 55 so much, it's because I'm um, a book with a picture of a guy wearing number 55 on his shirt. So that guy was that probably a Matumbo fan as well. Yeah, probably. He might have been wearing a Matumbo jersey. But let's move on um, after a long conversation about Dikembe to um, our, both of our power forwards, Kiki Vandelman. Yeah, let's talk about Kiki. I mean, he's a two-time All-Star. Two-time All-Star, really solid career from uh, from Kiki Vandelman. Um Taken with the 11th overall pick in the uh, 1980 draft, a uh, California guy, uh, even though he was born in, uh, in in Germany. Interesting last name, uh, you know, Vandeweghe. Interesting first name as well. I mean, really, uh, you know, his birth name, uh, Ernest, but really never went by that in the league. Uh, UCLA guy, we uh, we talked about him a little bit on the uh, UCLA episode and uh, played a pretty substantial career in the league. I mean, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, he got him to almost 30 points a game. I mean, that's almost league leader this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 810 regular season games in the league, beginning with uh, with, with the Nuggets, uh, then heading to the Blazers, the Knicks, and finishing up with the uh, with the Clippers in the 92-93 season. But and uh, you know, I, I remember a little bit of the tail end of uh, Kiki Vandeweghe's career. I mean, he was uh, on the Knicks teams in the uh, late 80s, early 90s when I was just starting to uh, follow basketball uh, more seriously. But uh, that was really, I mean, he, he was a pretty diminished player there relative to what he'd been early in his career. As you mentioned, I mean, he was a big-time scorer at one point. Yeah, for sure. And he could really shoot the three ball. I mean, not shooting at that high of a, I mean, that high of volume, I mean, only averaging. I mean, he, like, led the league once, but he was only putting up one a game. And, I mean, he was hitting point five. So, I mean, still, I mean, that's pretty good. And has some relatives in the league. Um, having his um, father be Ernie Vandeweghe and his um, uncle be um, Mel Hutchins, um, <laughs> the unofficial Rookie of the Year guy, I'm pretty sure. That's right, the legendary Mel Hutchins of, uh, of BYU. Uh, listen to our BYU episode to get more on uh, on Mel Hutchins, to be sure. Uh, Kiki Vandeweghe, a guy who also has had a, uh, an extensive career as an executive uh, in and around the league, uh, as uh, a, a team executive as well as uh, actually working in the, uh, in the league office as well. Uh, has been a coach in the league too with uh, with the uh, the Nets 
uh, not for too long, but uh, but you know did uh, did get on the sideline there. But I mean, just to uh, you know put a finer point on some of his scoring numbers. I mean, had a whole bunch of seasons where he averaged over 20 points per game. I mean, this guy was uh, a key part of the offenses on his uh, on his teams with the uh, with the Nuggets and Blazers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, he um, he made sure he got to the Blazers. I mean, you got to be um, rough and word um, Dame plays. Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit before uh, before Dame arrived, so I, I can't give him too much credit for uh, for knowing about Dame uh, in advance. But a guy who uh, wore a 55 as well. I mean, every moment of his uh, of his NBA career. Full respect to uh, Kiki Vandeweghe for uh, repping the double nickel. He actually he 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 won the future. They're still in. Oh, that's uh, okay. Got it. Uh, actually, scored uh, scored fifty one points in a game once, and uh, yeah, really a, a a terrific career from uh, Kiki Vandeweghe, both as a player and uh, and an executive thereafter. Yeah, and actually, um, interestingly, changed the spelling of his name, um, making the D uppercase and the W uppercase in his name. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about uh, about his game a little bit, I mean, think about his classic uh, step back, which uh, you know became known as the uh, the Kiki move. Pretty cool, and uh, also has a 1.2 Hall of Fame probability, which is um, pretty good to get on Basketball Reference. Yeah, I mean, not not much chance of uh, being a Hall of Famer with the way his uh, career dropped off. But I mean, if you look at the uh, the first uh, six or seven years of his career, you could, he might he was on a Hall of Fame track there for a little bit. Definitely, I mean, if he kept putting up 20 points a game I mean, and shooting threes like that, I mean. He was probably looking pretty nice. Absolutely. So he, he made my team as well at, uh, at Power Forward, as you mentioned. Uh, let, let's keep it moving here. Mills, who'd you have at the three? I had Albert King. Yes. And um, this guy uh, was not as much of a hardcore 55. No, but he did uh, He did rep the 55 uh, proudly for, uh, for for a while there and had a, had a really good career. Let's talk a little bit about Albert King. We mentioned him, I believe, uh, in, in reference to uh, – in, in relation to Bernard King when we were talking about him because he's Bernard King's brother. Very interesting. And uh, this guy, um, I've heard that, like, Bernard King, like, he didn't even act like this was his brother when they were facing each other on the court. And uh, this guy also had a pretty decent NBA career. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely did. I mean, uh, taken tenth uh, overall in the uh, nineteen eighty one NBA draft. This guy, a native New Yorker uh, from from Brooklyn, just like his uh, his, his brother Bernard, uh, attended uh, University of Maryland, and um, yeah, I mean, a, a strong career. I mean, I think you know one that uh, didn't last as long as as, as some. I mean, five hundred and thirty four regular season games. Had a couple of seasons overseas uh, in the midst of his career. I mean, t- towards the end, but uh, during the the early part of his career with the uh, the Nets, the team that uh, that drafted him. Uh, was you know putting up upwards of uh, a dozen points per game uh, for for several years there for the first five years of his career, and um, you know starting a whole bunch of games and uh, you know a solid uh, solid three. Yeah, I mean with the New Jersey Nets in the eighties. I mean, not a very talented team, I don't think, but I mean I think they had Dr. J. Uh, yeah, I mean the the, the Nets uh, the, the Nets definitely uh, not not uh, not challenging for uh, too much in the way of uh, titles at that time. But I mean, you need uh, quality NBA players to play these minutes, and uh, uh, Albert King uh, fit the bill. Definitely. Um, you want to move on to your small forward? Yeah, I mean, we might uh, might find ourselves uh, discussing Albert King again on a future episode if we get to uh, Maryland at some point, which uh, yeah. we undoubtedly will. Yeah. Uh, cool. So yeah, I I did not have uh, Albert King, although I certainly uh, considered him there. I went with a uh, with a current player. One of my favorites, Doctor Fifty Five, Duncan Robinson. Uh, yeah, so let, let's uh, let's get into it, Duncan Robinson. I think one of the most unlikely success stories in, in the league currently. We've uh, talked about him a little bit in the past on our uh, Michigan episode, but a uh, guy who uh, you know is from uh, 
from Maine, New Hampshire, up, uh, up, up around this way where we're recording this, uh, just outside of Boston, and a guy who can really, really shoot it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this guy is shooting like 42 point, uh, 42% from three for his career. And in that first season, he like barely played. I mean, they only played like 15 games and he was shooting like 28%. So, I mean, he really picked it up these last two seasons shooting three. And I mean, he's taking like 8.5 a game and he's hitting 3.5. This guy can really pop. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's worth mentioning when it comes to uh, Duncan Robinson, I mean, undrafted out of, uh, you know, initially going to Williams College in, uh, in Western Massachusetts and then the University of Michigan. Uh, the quality of shots that, that he gets, I mean, like he gets defended unlike uh, or like very few people in the league do in terms of how difficult the shots that he gets are. Uh, takes absurdly difficult shots. I mean, for those eight and a half threes that he's getting up per game. I mean, Steph Curry level defense, I mean, in terms of uh, how much attention is being paid to his three ball. And yeah. still shooting over 40% uh, this year on that like, kind of volume. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really bonkers. I mean, truly one of the best shooters in the world. And I think, you know, universally understood to be such at this point. I mean, he's, yeah. go he's going to be a restricted free agent this offseason. The Heat, I think, are expecting some uh, big offers to come uh, Duncan Robinson's way. Because, I mean, a guy who's 6'7", 215, can move up without the ball the way he does, requires so little, really. I mean, just, like, find a way to get him the rock anywhere. Yeah. Beyond the long line, and uh, and he's he's a major threat, like a freakout threat for uh, the, the uh, opposition. Yeah, actually played every game this season, and uh, I am definitely going to give him credit for that. Definitely, I mean, you know, in, in a season like this where a lot of players have been missing for a lot of different reasons, it really does say something that he's uh, been able to suit up every time. Has definitely had you know his highs and lows over the course of this season. I mean, stretches where he wasn't shooting as well, but. Uh, Man, I mean, just like I tell you, you just got to keep popping, you know, and the, the, shots will, uh, the shots will go down, and that's the way it is with Duncan Robinson. He's that good. He's the uh, he's set the record recently for uh, the fastest player to reach uh, 500 career threes. Uh, another one of these guys, actually, similar to Dikembe, in that he uh, joined the league uh, pretty late. I mean, started in his age 24 season, so it's not like we're expecting a super long career from uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, 160 regular season games into his career right now, obviously heading to the playoffs now with the Heat. Um but, uh, boy, I mean, he's making the most of his uh, his opportunity in the league so far. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, this guy actually takes less twos than threes. Yeah, that's really no surprise when you consider his game and, like, just how thirsty he is when he uh, when he does have an opportunity to shoot the three ball. I mean, you imagine the instruction from uh, Coach Eric Spolstra is just, like, anytime you get a look, pop it. Yeah, and uh, he does take occasional twos, takes about one a game, and he usually hits them because they're right at the basket. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not not like he's incapable of uh, scoring inside or doing other things, uh, you know, distributing the ball periodically and stuff when the moment calls for it. But definitely understands what his role is, and uh, you know, he uh, he takes care of it. Certainly, and um, not a bad choice. It's small forward, and uh, let's move on to shooting guard. Yeah, kind of a more forward-looking one, but uh, yeah, yeah. De definitely, uh, you know, guy who's who's putting up numbers right now. Uh, let's move on to uh, to shooting guard Mills. Who'd you have there? I had Etwan Moore. Now, this guy had a game winner just the other night. And if you haven't saw it, please go check that out because it's pretty nice. Yeah, each one more is awesome. I have him on my squad as well of the two. Let's talk a little bit about his uh, his whole situation. Should be mentioned, uh, all the guys on my team so far, everyone except for Albert King, a hardcore 55er. Only worn 55 in the league. And that is also true of each one more. Been on five teams, and he's got 55 in every spot. Let's, let's talk about what, what's up with each one more. 
Yeah, and I mean, this guy, he, he, he's not bad. I mean, this guy's pretty good, in fact. And I mean, the other night, he put up like 22 points per game and shot like 8 for 8 or something. He was going off. I was watching the game of a Suns Spurs the other night, and it was, he was on fire. Yep. Um, and I mean, he, um, He's had a pretty good career. Um, been up and down, I think, but um, had a pretty high peak um, the other year with Pelicans. Definitely. I mean, started uh, 80 out of 82 games that he played. I mean, played every game uh, during the season uh, with the Pelicans a couple of years ago in 2017, 2018. And it's definitely had, uh, you know, been in different roles over the course of his career. I mean, I know this year with the Suns, you mentioned he had a really big night the other night uh, from a scoring standpoint, and obviously hitting a game winner. But uh, only has, has only played twenty seven games uh, this year with the uh, with the Suns. But he's uh, you know he's on a deep team. It's been pretty healthy this year, so he's there as a role player. And I mean, how nice for the Suns to like have you know each one more out of the rotation, but available to them on the bench yeah. as they head into these playoffs. I mean, who knows you know what kind of role he might fit into? Has never been a star player, but uh, at age thirty two, still hanging around in the league, uh, nine years in now. So uh, you know, five hundred ninety eight regular season games, and now uh, getting ready to. Uh, take part in what hopefully will be a substantial playoff run. Uh, a, uh, an Indiana guy went to uh, Purdue, actually several uh, 55 wearers uh, attended Purdue, and uh, each one more drafted 55th overall in the 2011 NBA draft. I mean, that's why I did it. Absolutely. That's why he wears number 55, and uh, he's he's stuck with it over the course of, uh, of these last years uh, between uh, you know where he got drafted with the, uh, with the Celtics, moving on to the Magic, the Bulls, the Pelicans, and uh, now – with the sun. So uh, ho hopefully uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of uh, each one more repping the uh, double nickel over the course of uh, the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, or 33 in college. So that definitely shows that uh, he wore 55 because of, um, of that draft spot. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty late in the draft. I mean, you know, the, these drafts are only 60 picks uh, deep. So uh, getting pick 55th means a lot of guys are taken ahead of you. So I'm sure that's been uh, a motivator for, uh, for each one more over the course of his uh, productive career. Yeah, probably like Rudy Gobert. Exactly. All right, Rudy Gobert, uh, wearer of number 27 for the same reason. All right, let's uh, let, let's keep it moving here. I had uh, each one more as well at the, at the two. Uh, let's talk about our one. Mills, who do you have? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to have Jason Williams here. I mean, NBA champion and all-rookie team. And, I mean, we did talk about this guy in our Florida episode recently. But, I mean, he was pretty good in the league. I mean, not a um, hardcore 55-er or 2-44 and 3, but still, I mean, great with the number 55 and um, put up a pretty nice score. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're 55 in the most uh, memorable spots of his career with the uh, Kings in the early days of his career and uh, with the Heat, uh, his uh, championship time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, as you mentioned, we, we talked about him pretty recently on our, uh, on our Florida episode. Definitely go back and listen to that. But, uh Taken with the uh, number seven overall pick in the uh, 98 NBA draft and uh, an attendee of uh, Marshall as well as uh, Florida, uh, famously buddies with uh, with Randy Moss uh, way back in the day in West Virginia. Um, but one of the most stylish and flashy players, I think, uh, that's come around the NBA, uh, certainly during the time I've been watching it. And uh, kind of hard to believe looking back on it that he only lasted three seasons in, uh, in Sacramento. I think if you're looking for Jason Williams highlights, a lot of those are from his uh, 55 days with the Kings. Uh, a lot of his most stylish passes, maybe when he was playing most uh, freely and uh, creatively in his career back in those in those times. But a guy who really buckled down to and became a uh, a, a strong contributor on, uh, on on good teams as well, winning uh, winning a title with uh, 
with the, the Shaq Wade heat uh, in the um, uh, 2006 season. Uh, yeah. Famously became good friends with uh, with Shaquille O'Neal during that time, or maybe just before uh, living near uh, one another for a while during that time. Yeah, and um, I wonder how it feels to be um, friends with um, a couple of professional athletes. Well, I mean, he is a professional athlete himself, so I uh, probably probably knew uh, knew a fair number, uh, you know, just from playing with them and playing against them and stuff like that. True. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think we'll um, take a quick break here um, after we um, go back over our second five. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that now. We can uh, go through our starting fives. Uh, Mills, go ahead. I had um, Senator Kevin Batumbo, power forward Kiki Vandalay, small forward Albert King, swing guard Antoine Moore, and point guard Jason Williams. Yeah, and I had uh, Senator Dikembe Mutombo, uh, power forward Kiki Vandalay, small forward Duncan Robinson, shooting guard Etwan Moore, and point guard Jason Williams. All right, we'll take a, a quick break now and we'll be back in just a moment to uh, discuss uh, other 55ers. Now we're back to uh, talk about other players who have worn the uh, the magic number fifty five in the league. Let's uh, start this uh, this segment talking about the big dog, Doctor Duncanstein. Yeah, we're talking about Antoine Carr. Yes, we are. And I mean, this guy, I'm not a hardcore fifty five er. I mean, Dunker Dickenstein. And I mean, <laughs> that's Dr. Duncanstein. We're, we're, of course, referencing uh, his basketball reference page. Uh, shout out, basketball reference. We love you. Uh, Antoine Carr, a, a Wichita State attendee, uh, taken eighth overall out of Wichita State in 1983. A long career for him 987 regular season games. Uh, most of them as a bench player, just 168 uh, starts. As you mentioned, not a hardcore 55er. I mean, didn't really adopt uh, 55 until. Fairly late in his career, uh, yes. 1995, before he wore it with the Jazz. But, um, you know, solid career, certainly, for Antoine Carr. No doubt. And, I mean, this guy, I mean, he was probably, like, when he went to the um, Jazz, he was like, wait, I think Mark Eaton wore that. So, I mean, I'll wear that, too. Mark Eaton, I think, wore 53, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, well, I think Mark Eaton wore a number close to this. So, I'm just going to put 55. Yeah. Because that's, like, better than 53 or 34. I kind of envision it as like uh, some of these late career 55 guys like Joachim Noah, who we're, we're not going to get to in this episode, but some of these, uh, Jeff Teague, um, some of these guys who have you know adopted 55 late in their career, they're kind of like get to a, a moment where they're like, oh no, like my career might end soon and I haven't worn 55 yet. Like I better get on it. Like we just saw Albert Pujols go through this in, uh, in, in baseball where he'd worn five for his whole career, seemed like he might be reaching the end of the road. And then he made sure he got in there with a 55. Uh, right at the end. So, uh, you know, props to uh, Antoine Carr for coming to the realization a few years before the end of his career and uh, getting that 55 and, like, sticking with it for the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean, don't you think Jordan should have put it on when he went to the Wizards? Absolutely. I think he actually should have worn it with the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, maybe he should have, like, when he came back from, like, the retirement. I mean, fine, fine, you like 23, right? But, like, just, like, put on 55 for that, like, end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that, that's the, the way to play it. Uh, Antoine Carr... Uh, we want to mention like some of his best work. I mean, had a season where he scored over 20 points per game. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, I know it's just one season, but uh, you know that, that one year, 1991 with the uh, with the Kings. Uh, nice work by Antoine Carr. Yeah, I mean, actually put up a season. Went, went to the um, Vancouver Grizzlies, which I think is kind of cool for a guy who started his career in like the mid 80s, like getting to play on this like brand new franchise. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing him uh, repping that 55 with the uh, with the Grizzlies uh, early in their uh, their existence. Yeah, um, totally you want to move on to a, another 
um, got here. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Lorenzen Wright, another guy who was a uh, high draft pick as well, uh, number seven overall in the uh, 96 NBA draft out of Memphis. Uh, 6'11", 225-pound uh, guy, mostly uh, played center. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you look into uh, Lorenzen Wright at all? Um, uh, no, to be honest, I didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, put up uh, 12 points per game once, I mean, in his career, and um, had a um, weird disappearance and death. Yeah, I mean, really a sad, sad story for sure uh, involving Lorenzen Wright. Actually, I mean, to just uh, clarify, I had uh, two seasons where he averaged uh, over 12, oh, yes. uh, 12 points per game. Uh, definitely had an impact on the league. I mean, not a guy who uh, became a star or anything, but started uh, 447 out of his uh, 778 career uh, regular season games. Uh, maybe not the ideal return for a uh, seventh overall pick, but certainly not a bust. I mean, a guy who was able to play in the league for a while, if not on uh, particularly – uh, strong teams for uh, for most of his run there. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, uh, uh, really un untimely death for uh, Lorenzen Wright, uh, sadly no longer with us, having passed away in uh, 2010, uh, shortly after his uh, his career ended, uh, at, you know, just uh, shy of 35 years old. Uh, yeah, went missing and, uh, and you know, was uh, ultimately uh, reported, uh, reported dead uh, sometime later. So uh, re really unfortunate story involving him. I know it's been chronicled in a bunch of different places, so you can certainly find out more information about uh, Lorenzo Wright's uh, disappearance and, uh, and death if you're uh, interested in, in that. Yes, and um, let's also get to um, Jordan. Uh, which Jordan are you, uh, are, are you thinking of here? Are you thinking of Jordan Crawford? Yes, I am thinking of Jordan Crawford. And I mean, this guy, he's Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of him as more of a 55er. I believe he wore 55 in, uh, in, in college at, uh, at Xavier, uh, had a memorable run there. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Jordan Crawford. I mean, a guy who uh, I certainly remember as a, uh, you know, didn't, didn't play that long ago. I mean, lost played in the 2017-2018 season in the league and is just uh, just 32 right now. So, I mean, you never know when we might hear from uh, Jordan Crawford again. But a guy who has a bit of a microwave scorer. I mean, a guy who could come in off the bench and uh, get you a bunch of points quickly in the right circumstances. Yeah, and um, I mean, put up 14.7 points per game one season. I mean, he could definitely score it. I mean, could shoot the three a little bit, and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, like not quite a good enough uh, three-point shooter, I think, to you know be able to make it in uh, in, in today's NBA with uh, you know the significance of that shot continuing to uh, grow in, in importance. Uh, he was a 27th overall pick in the uh, 2010 NBA draft, and did wear uh, number 55 to start his career with the uh, with the Hawks, and came back to it. Uh, later with the uh, with, with the Warriors, but uh, spent a bunch of uh, time during his career repping, uh, you know, lesser numbers like 15, 27, 4, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he should have left for more numbers, I think, if he's not, if you're not going to wear 55 your whole career. Yeah, I mean, I mean just like go like 15, 1, 3, 2, 5, 6. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's just uh, stuck with 55 his entire career. I mean, his uh, Twitter handle, jcraw55, so it always gave me a sense like, okay, he's trying to get back to the magic number, but um, you know, obviously didn't didn't achieve that very often during his career. Wait, you said he wore fifty five with a hawk, so I mean, it's not very respectful to Kemba. Uh, this might have actually been before they retired uh, to Kemba's but number. Still, like, yeah, respect respect to Kemba. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, but I mean, I it, I always think like it, it's got to be like one of these like existential conflicts like among fifty fivers. You know, if you like go to a team like we just saw Isaiah Hardenstein deal with this. You know, he goes to the Nuggets. Like, of course, he's he's a hardcore 55er. I mean, he wants to wear 55. I mean, there's no doubt. But it's not available. I mean, like, what is he supposed to do? Like, what if, like, they hadn't retired the number yet? Is he supposed to not wear it out of deference to, to Kembe? Or, like, 
it, it's tough. I mean, like obviously he wants to work. I mean, that's understandable. But I mean, there's still you gotta respect the camp. Just like request a trade, and if you can't get traded, just retire. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, let, let's actually talk uh, just quickly about Isaiah Hartenstein. We haven't talked about him since May 5th. Uh, but uh, I think we can, uh, <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> His birthday two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, okay. We don't have to talk too much about Isaiah Hartenstein. We just want to reference, uh, if you want our Isaiah Hartenstein uh, material, uh, just go back two weeks to uh, our May 5th episode. It's really good. Yeah, it, it's terrific. It's one of our best of all time, actually. Maybe not. But all right, let's talk about some other 55ers here. Uh, let's let's get into uh, Louis Orr. Now, uh, he uh, was known as uh, Gandhi. Pretty cool nickname, and he's only 63 right now and went to Syracuse and uh, put up 11.5 points per game, and this guy's pretty good. I think he should go in the Hall of Fame. I know that you're not being serious about that, but he was a uh, hardcore 55-er, wore 55 in all three uh, stops during his career, uh, played in, uh, in Indiana and, uh, and and with the Knicks, so maybe just two stops. Um Played a, a couple different uniforms with, uh, with with the Knicks. A guy who attended Syracuse and was taken uh, in the second round of the uh, 1980 NBA draft with the uh, 29th overall pick and uh, lasted in the league for uh, eight years. Yeah, I mean, putting up 12.7 points per game at his best. And, I mean, played for a while and uh, 559 regular season, I mean, regular season games and um, 22 playoff games. Yeah, uh, so you know, a, a representative uh, NBA career for uh, for Louis Orr, a whole bunch of that coming off the bench, but uh, certainly a contributor and a guy who uh, went on to uh, be a successful college coach as well, coaching at uh, Siena, at Seton Hall, and at Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yeah, a reminder to uh, check out our uh, Bowling Green episode. That's another one of our best, uh, to be sure. All right, so uh, yeah, we mentioned uh, mentioned Louis Orr here, and let, let's uh, let, let's keep working our way around the horn here. Mention uh, one of my homeboys, a guy who, uh, you know, has been through uh, some controversy in his life for sure, but a, a, a Queens guy, Jason Williams, another hardcore 55 Another Jason Williams. This is Jason Williams with a, uh, with a Y, a J-A-Y-S-O-N. And uh, certainly remember this guy well. A Queens guy, as I mentioned, uh, attended uh, Christ the King High School in uh, Middle Village, New York, just down the road from uh, my childhood home. Attended St. John's down the road, the other direction from my childhood home. And... Uh, was actually uh, good friends with my uh, my Hebrew school teacher at one point as well. A uh, guy who uh, played locally, uh, drafted by the uh, by the um, Phoenix Suns, and began his career with the uh, with the Sixers in uh, the 1990-91 season, uh, taking twenty first overall in the uh, ninety draft. And uh, really, I mean, a, an unusual career to be sure. I mean, uh, you know, did not play very much the first uh, what five years, six years of his career, and uh, then exploded into uh, an all star. Yeah, I mean, I mean, putting up twelve point nine points per game, and then just played the next year was okay, and then just stopped. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, had, had a whole bunch of uh, seasons where he was coming off the bench, really playing limited minutes. I mean, uh, you know, his max during his first five years in the league was thirteen point one minutes per game, and yeah. then went from there to uh, twenty three point two minutes per game the following year at age twenty seven, and then really hit his stride. I mean, with the Nets. Uh, in the 96-97 uh, season, uh, starting almost every game, averaging almost 35 minutes per game. And putting up 13 rebounds, 13 points. Yeah, I mean, the rebounding game really clicked in at that point. I mean, you know, getting uh, getting more opportunities and uh, started hitting a few more shots, although his uh, field goal percentage still, uh, you know, really paltry uh, 40% at the time. But uh, really was able to step it up the following year, improving his efficiency a bit as a scorer and uh, establishing himself as a, a double-double threat uh, every single night. 
uh, for just a couple of years there before, uh, yeah, his career ended after his age 30 season. Yeah, and um, interesting career for Jason Williams, but, I mean, he did he did something right. So we got a little league. Uh, definitely. I mean, had a bunch of a uh, bunch of legal issues uh, over the course of his career. Was uh, tragically uh, involved in uh, you know firing a gun, which ended up killing a limo driver in his home, and uh, ended up serving uh, prison time as a result. I think the understanding was that that wasn't an intentional act, but certainly a reckless one, and that uh, certainly has colored uh, the course of Jason Williams' life uh, to that point. He was a really popular guy in New York for a period of time, and I think as a local guy and a guy who. Uh, you know, presented well on camera. I mean, you know, enjoyable to listen to and engaging and stuff. Uh, really had a lot of uh, the possibilities for his career cut off by that uh, really unfortunate incident um, with uh, someone where someone ended up losing his life. So, very uh, sad story, but uh, an interesting career as well for uh, Jason Williams. Uh, Four hundred and seventy-five regular season games, one hundred and fifty-eight career starts, and uh, every moment of it wearing number fifty-five. Yeah, um, good job by him. And um, uh, do you want to mention anybody else here? Absolutely. We got to mention uh, AC Earl. Now, this guy, another hardcore 55er, uh, got in the mix there in the uh, 1993 NBA draft, the 19th overall pick out of Iowa. Yeah. What do you got on AC Earl, Niels? Not much. Uh, well, he played a bit overseas as well. I mean, played in uh, played in Turkey, Russia, Poland, Austria, and uh, Montenegro. I mean, really got around, even played a little bit in Kosovo. Uh, after his, uh, you know, relatively brief run in the NBA, four years, 193 regular season games. But, I mean, every moment of it, he was repping the uh, the magic number. It's true. And, um, yeah, I mean, not much to say about this guy. All right. Well, surely you'll have a bit more to say about uh, about the great uh, Jahai White, another 55-er, 334 regular season games in the league, having been taken with a pre-third overall pick, the second round, that is, in the uh, 98 NBA draft. Another Georgetown guy. Who wore the fifty-five? Yes, and um, he um, he uh, he put up some numbers in the league, but I mean, there's again not as much, not that much to say about him, but probably a little bit more than um, the guy we talked about beforehand. Yeah, I mean, one thing you definitely want to say about Jahidi White is that uh, according to his Wikipedia page, I mean, he appeared in uh, the uh, Sci-Fi Channel original movie Alien vs. Alien, also known as uh, Showdown at Area Fifty-One, uh, back in uh, in two thousand seven. It's definitely notable. Well, I mean, how many uh, how many other players who we've discussed on this podcast? I mean, how many have we discussed? Can we say that about? Uh, probably zero. <laughs> I would say uh, so. Heidi White certainly notable in uh, in that regard. And I mean, you know, I, I think you know, c- continuing to uh, you know point out all the Georgetown guys who have uh, worn fifty five certainly uh, yeah. you know worth doing. Yeah, I mean, also how many people um, debuted on February fifth, nineteen ninety nine? Who went to Georgetown or born on February ninth, seventeen? Uh, 1976 and are 45 and 89 days right now and 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 they were born in St. Louis, Missouri. How many how many guys have we been able to talk about that now? Um, have those accolades on their back um, in the podcast? Great point. Certainly not Stuart Gray, who uh, <laughs> no. who were what was not a hardcore 55 or sadly uh, were uh, number 40 down the end of his career with the uh, with the Knicks, but definitely uh, rep 55 for most of his career. Uh, 386 regular season games uh, for Stuart Gray's career. Uh, center taken with the uh, 29th pick in the second round in the uh, 1984 NBA draft. I played most of his career with the Pacers. Yeah, for sure. I actually looked for this guy and I thought he was pretty intriguing for maybe a uh, for maybe a spot on my team. 
Absolutely. Actually played 55 games in one season, uh, which is pretty impressive in 1986-87 uh, with the uh, with those Pacers. Yeah, I mean, played 55 games and you weren't on 55. I mean, yeah, so let's uh, let, let's also mention Roy Hibbert. We've been talking about uh, 55ers from uh, Georgetown, and this was a really notable one. I mean, 55, uh, uh, not for his entire career, played a little bit with uh, wearing number 17 and number 34, but uh, the bulk of his career and, and the best days with the uh, with the Pacers, a couple of all-star appearances, uh, uh, repping the 55. Yeah, I actually didn't really notice this guy, but, I mean, he definitely put up some numbers at two-time all-star, but just came out of the league because of, I mean, he really could not pop the three. Really cannot pop the three and really couldn't move very well. I mean, a, a guy who uh, was kind of uh, very stationary center, uh, really, really big coming into the league. I remember him being, uh, you know, pretty heavy actually upon being drafted, but then slimmed down a lot. Uh, you know, kind of a Marcus Saul kind of uh, transformation. But uh, and, and you know, I'm sure that helped his uh, his ability to move. You know, and uh, last as long as he did. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, just not a place in the game for uh, for a player like Roy Hibbert. Uh, as, as he got into his 30s. I mean, really completely out of the league after age 30, despite having been a real force. I mean, he was, uh, you know, one of the best rim protectors in the league there for a while. Yeah. I mean, averaged over two blocks per game, uh, three years in a row uh, at his best. And uh, as mentioned, a two-time All-Star and uh, made the All-Defensive team uh, at one point, having been taken with the 17th overall pick in the uh, 2008 draft. So definitely a notable player uh, here. Let's also talk about some of the guys who are currently wearing uh, 55 around the league. Uh, one of our favorites, uh, DeLon Wright, guy who uh, rep 55 with the Pistons this year and, of course, with the uh, with the Kings where he is now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, about DeLon. Yeah, I mean, D. Wright, um, pretty good, actually, um, in the league. I think he could definitely be in that shooting guard spot over um, each one more. Potentially, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's got enough to some pretty high numbers in scoring and pretty good at assists, too. But, I mean, this guy just – a solid NBA player, a good rotation player. Absolutely. Taken with the uh, 20th pick in the 2015 draft uh, by the uh, Raptors, where he began his career, uh, attended Utah. And, of course, he has a brother, uh, Darrell Wright, who uh, played in the league, too. And, um, yeah, I mean, just a, a solid player. I mean, I, I think a guy who's a uh, you know rotation guard. I mean, I don't know if you're excited about starting him, uh, if that's the position that you're in, but he's certainly a guy who uh, come off the bench, be part of a three-guard unit or, uh, you know, play some, uh, some at the point, some at the two. And, uh, you know, he's still in the midst of his career right now. So yeah. at age uh, 28, I don't know like how much more upside there is to explore necessarily, but uh, 334 games in, uh, 62 starts, and uh, we'll, we'll see where things go from here. But I certainly expect him to be getting another contract, and, you know, we'll see more of DeLon Wright in the league. Yeah. Uh, speaking of guys we're going to see more of, uh, let's talk a little bit about Mike James. This guy uh, active on the Nets right now, and uh, we'll be seeing him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean – he um he uh, if you haven't checked out the Nets um super play, uh just go check that out and um he he um he's definitely in that and um I mean putting up some numbers this season but I mean just came back from like playing overseas for a little bit but um I think the Nets might want him for a bit here. Yeah, he's uh, been part of uh, Cheska Moscow uh, playing in Russia in recent years, but a really flashy. Uh, stylish guard. I mean, a guy who can score it, really good ball skills, and, uh, you know, slick passer, flashy passer, and a guy who just really seems to know what he's doing. I mean, you know, averaging uh, just 18.2 minutes per game so far this year, just 13 games. I mean, came over late in the season on a couple of 10-day contracts and just had his uh, contract picked up for the rest of the season. But uh, he's really contributed. I mean, he's averaging 4.2 assists in uh, just 18.2 minutes uh, so far. 
in the league, obviously playing on the nets. I mean, you got some good, uh, good finishers at your disposal uh, on that squad and uh, he's taking advantage of it. I mean, definitely. I mean, you can see on the, the past, the, the play you were just referencing uh, just, you know, great feel for it. Right. I mean, just to, to know that, uh, KD was uh, was trailing hey, no, him. Okay, one. okay, I w- won't give away the play. But Mike James did some of the nicest uh, work in that uh, that very impressive play, and uh, we've seen quite a bit, quite a few highlights involving Mike James uh, just in his 13 games so far this year. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a big time player. Also, don't want to let this uh, let this episode uh, run without uh, mentioning Eric Williams, a uh, guy who wore a 55 memorably. I mean, uh, during his time at Providence, I uh, was following the Big East fairly closely back in those days, uh, taken with the uh, 14th pick by the Celtics in the uh, 1995 NBA draft, uh, began his career with those uh, Celtics wearing 55 and uh, came back to it at various points during his career. A- any thoughts on uh, on Eric Williams? I mean, this guy had uh, had a pretty notable career for uh, someone who you don't hear a whole lot about. Yeah, actually got up to ni- 19.8 points per game. That was just, f- uh, just four games that season, but yeah. But still, I mean, I mean, there's not that much to say about him, but he did have a pretty long, decent career um, with a bunch of different teams. Yeah. Seems like a guy similar to like Delon Wright or something. Yeah, I can see, I can see that. I mean, obviously played different positions, but yeah, I mean, in terms of just being like kind of a, a solid, useful rotation player who you know you wouldn't be upset about having in your mix if, if yeah. not at, uh, at you know in a key role. Uh, 658 regular season games, 308 starts for uh, uh, for Eric Williams. Um, Let's also mention uh, before we uh, before we move on, uh, Steve Scheffler uh, talking about the chef. Just like Steph. Uh, right, right, Chef Curry, uh, you know, Chef uh, Scheffler, um, guy who who attended uh, Purdue. We mentioned uh, before, Etwan Moore, also a Purdue attendee, uh, not a hardcore fifty five er, did uh, did stray a bit at some point during his career in the nineteen ninety two season, uh, going to forty five and fifty, uh, but definitely pretty into fifty five, I would say. Yeah, and now let's mention Don Tabak. Well, before we move off uh, Steve Scheffler, worth mentioning, he was uh, taken uh, 39th overall in the uh, 1990 NBA draft. Not, not a particularly notable uh, career in terms of what he did on the court, averaging just 1.9 points per game over uh, 5.3 minutes over uh, 174 regular season games. Yeah, and I actually don't think we need to mention Don Tabak. I mean, we could wrap up this episode, too. Yeah, why not mention Don Tabak, though? I mean, <laughs> the guy who uh, won an NBA title in 1995 wearing number 55 with the Houston Rockets. Good for him. Well, uh, Zan Tabak uh, taken in the uh, 1991 draft, uh, the 51st pick overall out of uh, Croatia. Not a, uh, did not attend uh, any college, but uh, a, a big man for sure. And I, I know you have, uh, you have some guards of him. I do. And um, there's one that was around here uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, I think it might be under uh, under, under some of those papers over there, but uh, <laughs> surely our audience doesn't need to worry about all that. That's, uh, that's beyond, beyond the scope here. Uh, all right, so I, I know you're going to wrap this up, but before we do, let's mention Keon Dooling, uh, another guy who uh, dabbled in uh, 55 during his uh, his career. Well, a lot of players did wear 55, and I mean, good for them, but I, I, I don't feel like we got to mention everybody. No, we're definitely not going to mention everyone, but Keon Dooling, notable, uh, having played 728 regular season games, 86 starts, and... Um, Why didn't we mention him earlier over, like, um, AC or whatever his name was? Uh, just work, working our way through. I mean, he didn't wear yeah, 55 I, I, as much of his career as, uh, as some of these other guys. Okay. So uh, taking 10th overall in the uh, 2000 story, 2000 NBA draft. Uh, one of the worst story. Well, it's story as being one of the worst. Uh, mostly a point guard and a shooting guard during his career. Uh, came out of uh, Missouri. Well, if you're looking for 55ers, th- that was probably a pretty good draft if you're going to get cool Keon dueling out of it. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's w- worth mentioning. 
Uh, anyone else you want to get to here? I mean, there, there are some other guys who have, uh, as I mentioned, dabbled in 55 over the course of their career. I, I think one that stands out to me is, uh, without getting into a full uh, player breakdown here. Dolph Shays. Uh, Dolph Shays, I mean, a Hall of Famer who, uh, who wore 55 uh, during his career. Uh, Brandon Jennings, I mean, one of the more inspired 55 polls I can recall. Brandon Jennings famously scoring 55 points in his fifth game in the league uh, way back in the day, so he's had a connection to that number. And then upon uh, joining the Magic, saw him there wearing his 55, which is uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Juwan Howard uh, came to 55 late in his career. I mentioned uh, Joe Kim Noah uh, doing so as well. Uh, you know what? What can you say? There have been a lot of uh, a lot of guys who have uh, dabbled in 55 over the years, and we saw uh, Derek Jones Jr. wear it a little bit uh, this season. We've seen uh, James Posey wear it at, at times, and um, yeah, I mean, what a number! Well, what, what can you say? 55. Yeah, true, it is a number, and I think that'll wrap up this episode. Um, and if you're looking for any other podcast, you can check out more of our episodes or check out um, favorites with David Matt. Yeah, we, uh, we'll begin some more episodes up there uh, pretty soon. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, trip through uh, you know, 55 wearers in uh, basketball history. If you have any uh, questions or comments for us, you can uh, reach us at uh, barnardsontheNBA at uh, gmail.com or uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, barnardsontheNBA. Bye.